Turn me to 2 Samuel chapter 13. I'm going to read 10 verses quickly from the New Living Translation. I start from verse 10. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 10. Then he said to Tamar, Now bring the food into my what? Where? Let's start again. Then he said to Tamar, Now bring the food into my bedroom and feed it to me here. So Tamar took his favorite dish to him. Verse 11. But as she was feeding him, he grabbed her and demanded, Come to bed with me, my darling sister. Verse 12. No, my brother, she cried. Don't be foolish. Don't do this to me. Such wicked things are not done in Israel. Where could I go in my shame? And you will be called the one of the, one of the greatest fools in Israel. Please just speak to the king about it. He will let you marry me. For she was the half-sister. Verse 14. But Amnon wouldn't listen to her and said he was, and since he was stronger than she was, he raped her. The Bible says in verse 15. Then suddenly Amnon's love, in quote, turned to hate. And he hated her even more than he loved her. Get out of here. He snarled at her. Verse 16. No, no, Tamar cried. Sending me away now is worse than what you have already done to me. But Amnon wouldn't listen to her. Verse 17. He shouted for his servant and demanded throw this woman out and lock the door behind her. So the servant put her out and locked the door behind her. She was wearing a long beautiful robe as was the custom in those days for the king's virgin daughters. Verse 19, but now Tamar tore her robe, put on ashes on her head, and then with her face in her hand, she went away crying. Verse 20, I end here. Her brother Absalom saw her and asked, is it true that Amnon has been with you? Well, my sister, keep quiet for now. Since he's your brother, don't you worry about it. So Tamar lived as a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. Holy Spirit, open our eyes of understanding. We're going to deal with matters that I pray that only you can interpret in the hearts of the young ones and the old ones alike in the name of Jesus. That every male, female, under the sound of my voice and those watching, let them receive deliverance in the name of Jesus. Let them be free from the issues of the past. Father, we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Today, I want to talk on the subject matter, not just sex. Not just sex. One of the evil fruits of slavery is the diminishing of value. And one of the signs of emancipation is the redeeming of value. One of the evil signs of being bound is when your value is stripped. When people were brought into slavery, they were shackled. If you ever seen a man shackled, you look in his eyes and his humanity has gone. When you see a woman sold into slavery, 
in her village, she would have been wearing nice clothes. A woman of honor, maybe a daughter of her father. When they steal her and sell her into slavery, they strip her naked and sell her like a maid. Diminishing her value. And grown men will start turning around as if you are in Tesco looking at a piece of meat. Many a times these people will rape them and have called secret families. The ones that are mixed race and leave their own families, almost angelic. It is the diminution of value. But by the grace of God, value has been restored. One of the signs of diminished value is when you no longer respect your body. One of the signs of diminishing value is when you understand the value that has been placed on who you are. I am very valuable. When we say we are free, it is the fact that we are free from being devalued or devaluing myself. I know who I am. Are you listening to me? Therefore, I cannot devalue myself. By the time we finish this, by the grace of God, some of you will change your wardrobe. If you are valuable, there are certain things that should be hidden. Oh, let's not go there. Eh. For it is not just sex. They have made sex. Let me, let me, let me, let me, I have told, I wanted to rush ahead of myself. The word value means importance. The importance you attach to a thing or a person. It also means, it also means regard given. The regard you give somebody. If you value somebody, you give them regard. And we Africans are very good at giving regard to people that we think have a bit of money. When, did, when they didn't have, you used to walk over them. Now you go, sir, sir, yes, sir, sir, sir. Because it's the regard you give to somebody. Are you listening to me? It also means that it is the worth, sometimes financial, the worth, the economic worth, the worth in your mind that you associate with a thing or a person. Praise the Lord. One of our covenant realities is that we were bought with a high price. Christ died to ensure that if your value was this low, your value may increase. That reality you and I must know. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. I'm trying not to rush. I'm trying not to shout. I want to make sense here. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19, New Living Translation. Don't you realize? That's the key word. Don't you? I pray that you realize today. Come on, tell your neighbor, you must realize today. You must realize today. The Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. God himself implanted the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And he found your body valuable enough for him to live in. Verse 20 says, for God bought you with a high price. I can stop there. God bought you with a value is the worth you attach to something. If I buy this jacket for 3,000 pounds and you want to take it and put it on the floor, we will fight. If I bought it at Hoxton Market, I don't know whether it still exists, for 5 pounds and you put it on the floor, it's like, uh, what is 5 pounds? Are you listening to me? God said, I bought you. In case, he said, don't you realize I bought you with a high price. Be emancipated in your mind. You are valuable. You are valuable. Oh my God. Okay, I am valuable. 
You cannot treat me anyhow. When you get diamond that is very valuable, you don't just throw it on the floor. If some of you will put it in a box and lock it and lock it and lock it, even, though, even your husband won't know the combination to that lock. Because how many, of, how many women have gold here? I didn't say wave your hand. But those gold are in hidden places. Only the eyes of God knows where they are. You never take that and even show your children that, hey, this is my gold. Because it is valuable. How much more? You that were bought with a high price. Praise the Lord. One of the things, and the Bible now end up, ended up there. So you must honor God with your body. Why did he say you should honor God with your spirit? He said, because I bought you with a high price, I'm coming down to your body. This body, this flesh, is very valuable. Not just your mind, your flesh, very valuable. Praise the Lord. One of the agendas of Satan, one of the satanic agendas is to diminish the, what God has valued. If God has said the body is very valuable, what do you think he's going to do? Diminish the body. Whatever God says is valuable, satanic agenda is to diminish what God has called valuable. And so, what we have now seen is, sex is just sex. You watch a movie, boy meets girl, by morning, by evening, they're in the sheet. Acting as if everything is, as if that's just it. Just sex. It is not just sex. Something is happening. For God said your body is valuable. Am I talking to somebody? You send your children off to school. Behind the bus, well, let's pray not your children. Behind the bus, on the last row, the double deck at the back, a useless boy is sleeping with her. And then she gets up, shakes her as if nothing happened. Whatever God has valued, you cannot devalue it. In fact, the wrath of God is attracted to anything that devalues what he has valued. The wrath of God is attracted to anything that devalues what God has valued. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14, I read the New Living Translation. God, give honor to marriage. For that's the only context of sex. He says, and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will, what? Please, this is not working. Make sure that it's working. I can't be looking back. Read on. Hebrews 13 verse 14, New Living Translation, please. Verse 4, sorry. I said verse 14. Verse 4. No wonder you are looking at me. Give honor to what? Read it with me. Give honor to what? And what will God do? No, God may Tell your, tell your neighbor, surely. surely. So don't say my case is different. He says he will surely judge. Playing the way game, you will surely be judged. Are you listening to me? If you have sex outside of marriage, as recognized by God, not the law of the land, he said, I will surely judge. Praise the Lord. 
It says people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Any form of sex outside of the marriage bed as defined by God attracts the wrath of God. Hebrews 10 verse 13, it says it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of God. In fact, when the devil is attacking you, you are okay. When God attacks you, you are not okay because nobody can deliver you. God says, I will surely attack you. And so what the devil tries to do is he brings you into the wrath of God. So when we have a generation that just think, a few weeks ago in Portugal, and I will keep saying this, so that next year, if they flash, flash it, you will say, not me, I'm not going. So I'm going to keep saying so that there is no way. And if your parents let you go and I hear, I will call your parents and tell them you want the wrath of God to finish your generation. 22 to 23,000 young people gathered in Portugal, bearing themselves naked. Girls giving boys blowjob. Don't look at me funny. It was recorded. Girls walking naked on the street. Boys opening their six pack and wearing pants. Walking on. Are you mad? When, when you do that, a whole generation is being judged. Go and read Exodus chapter 32. When they were removed from slavery, the first thing they chose to do is have a wild party and build a golden calf. And the Bible says, God told Moses, I am wiping them out. The wrath of God is attracted to illegal sex. Always. Joshua said, I, I think I heard the voice of celebration, a voice of war. Moses said, no, that's not the voice of war. He said, who is on the Lord's side? And that day, 3,000 men were killed, apart from those who were plagued. You cannot have illegal, tell your neighbor, no illegal sex. It's not just sex. Oh, sex is nothing. It's just release. Pent up energy. You will die. Thank you, sir. You will die. And we need to discuss it. Because as we send our children off to university, to boarding house, a boy will come. You think death versus five minutes. Choose life. Say, but pastor, I've done, not, not, I don't die like that. Aha. We will come there. There are different kinds of death. What are the consequences of non-marital sex? Many people, and indeed their parents, have had negative sexual encounters. Some generational. The parents have, they didn't tell the children. The children to have fallen into it. They have attracted negative consequences upon themselves. But I thank God we are free. No, no, we are free. I am not here to chain you again. I'm here to tell you that you are now free. Do not, when Jesus freed anybody, he said, go away. And see, don't shackle yourself again. We are free. Therefore, don't go and make yourself bound again. Number one, the consequences are spiritual. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. But pastor, you read the text. We are coming there. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. The consequences are spiritual. Verse 15. New Living Translation. He says, don't you realize. I like this, don't you realize again. That your body is of Christ. Your bodies are parts of Christ. He said, should I take his body 
is part of Christ and join it to a prostitute. This is scriptures. Then he went on to shout, never. I think as he was writing it, Paul just said, ah, never. He says, and don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he has become one with her. For the scripture says, the two are united into one. The world talks about STI, STD, sexually transmitted. They did not tell you that there's some called spiritually trans transmitted infection. If a man comes with generational curses and he sleeps with you, you have picked it. That's why a woman, having had many hot boyfriends, she gets married and can never be satisfied in marriage unless God delivers her. And a boy who has been playing, I'm just sowing my wild oats. You have sown wildness. So you are bringing wildness into marriage. And your children then become wild. You can wear condom, but you can't wear spiritual condom. Let me repeat it. Don't look at me. If your parents and your children know better, trust me. You are, you, my pastor, don't preach that. My son is in the office. <laughs> move, move aside. This discussion you should have had with your son and daughter anyway. So let's talk. You know what I'm talking You can't, you know when boy says no. Some girls will tell you, oh no, I'm a virgin. Nobody has entered here, but I can give a head. Let's talk. I am still a virgin. You have just committed spiritual transmitted disease. Every ancestral problem that boy is bringing, you just take it. Then you are in university. Instead of studying, then your head no longer focuses on education. All of a sudden, you who GCSE, sorry, 11 plus, pew, GCSE, A stars, A level, A stars. Then you go into university and then you are now coming out with a third class. I reject that for you in the name of Jesus. It's not just sex. It is spirit mingling. You watch that film, Love Island, Temptation Island. People that don't know each other, they put them together and all of your children are tuning in, watching. This boy just jumps on this girl and after that one jumps on another one and the, and the spirits are mingling. Spirit, ancestral causes are mingling. And then all of a sudden they are committing suicide and none of you can say to yourself, the blessing of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow. This is not a blessing. Am I talking to somebody? Just sex. They call it sexual revolution. Sexual freedom. They are not freeing you. Do not lie. They are binding you. There are spiritual consequences. Number two, physical consequences. Now I go to my text. The Bible says, and I'm not within, within verse, verse, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. Amnon wouldn't listen to her since he was stronger than she was. He raped her. He was a, a son of David. A son of David. Who had a stepsister and was lost in after her. And had a bad friend who was advising him, just like it happens. You go to university, first year, and friends that say, see that one, see that girl, fresh meat. And sometimes they come to you. The Bible says he was, and I like to use the word in quote, love. That was not love. 
For she gave him an ultimatum. She said, even if this thing is so strong, marry me. Lust never seeks permanent solution. It was not marriage he was looking for. It was just to satisfy his urge. You are not a toilet. You know when you wake up in the morning, boys go and they wee in toilet. You are not a toilet to be weeding. I am that crude. So that you can understand. So like, yeah, pastor. But when you are faced with it, you don't, you don't even remember pastor. Or just take over. So I am that crude so that you can remember what, that I am not a toilet to be weeding. I see some of our young girls. See, the Bible says know the state of your flock. When they were younger, normal. All of a sudden, things have started growing. Then you see all these our young boys putting hand their hand in their, down their trousers. <laughs> if you are a parent and you see a boy follow, just say, come, come, who is your father? Move aside. That doesn't happen here. Am I talking to somebody? Where were her, where was her mother? When the boy said, I am hungry, come into my bedroom. Come and feed me. Um, I will interpret it in English later. They said in a marketplace, you cannot have an old person. And then a child on the back, the neck will be bending. Uh -huh. So you can interpret that. So what that means in effect, the, the, <laughs> the interpretation is there should not be an adult in the house and children suffer loss. How, where, were, where was her mother? When she was preparing food, his, isn't that the, the Bible says his best dish, his favorite dish? The mother should have said, who are you cooking for? Eh, my brother, I'm not. Eh. Who is coming to collect? You know, I'm taking it to him. Eh? My eyes are like a hawk. There are times that my niece will come visit, my son will go visit if I'm there. Say so we are just playing. Ah, play in front of me. <laughs> I am just being real with you. Some of you will take your children to their cousins and go for three days. And then you come back and your daughter is quiet. You, hey, 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 hey. hey. Mm. 90% of sexual abuse, physical abuse, happens within families. This was a family occurrence, which is why I'm telling you. Do not expose yourself. My daughters, when they were growing up, they have older cousins who are, well, in between, who are boys, my brother's sons. When we travel, they say they want to hang out together. But even, I'm, I'm up. Daddy, are you not I'm not, I'm not tired. A, I, I am not tired. <laughs> if I sleep, I sleep here. Is it your business? After I'm like, okay, it's 2 a.m. Let all of us go to bed, at least. Whatever play you want to play, resume in the morning. Am I talking to somebody? She came to physical harm. The Bible says he raped her. There are many girls who their first sexual encounter has been terrible. Send them off to school. A boy grabbed them. We laid them. You and I must be very conscious. And know the signs. Know the signs. Sometimes things do happen. But know the signs. Am I talking to somebody? And the right person should know the sign. The Bible says when she had been assaulted. And she tore her clothes. 
The only person who talked to her was somebody with a vindictive heart. Where was her mother? I beg you. Please, let's go back there. The boy said, no, come into my house and stay there. And that leads to the third one, emotional consequences. Sex is not just sex. It leaves damaging consequences. I pray for emancipation. Hallelujah. The Bible makes it clear. The Bible says, and she became desolate. Her brother's house is moving on. Number one, she never even got married. Some people are delayed in marriage because of abuse, wrong touching. Are you hearing me? Verse 13 of that same thing. She said, where could I go in my shame? Where could I go in my shame? Where could I go in my shame? We are free. I pray that you came for the three days of prayer because there's no prayer contractor. We are free. But if you are talking and you are like, ah, pastor, you are talking to me, and you did not come for the three days, I am not needing to go into the spirit. I am begging you, start your three days today. Maybe tomorrow because there are no prayer contractors. Pastor, ah, nobody has been told. When I was seven, somebody violated me. Desolation normally follows that unless there is deliverance. And there is nobody who will do it for you. Isaac talk, told Esau, he said, when you are tired of that yoke, you will break it off your neck. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't need to prophesy. Start your own fasting. Every night for one and a half hours that you missed, go on your knees and say, Lord, this yoke must be broken. For the emotional consequences, many a times is generational. Amongst black women, that's a reality. Because of the devaluing that has occurred, they said seven out of ten black women have been touched at one point in time. But we all look good when we wear makeup. The only challenge is nobody deals with it. Now, we're not just talking about Tama. To the boys, and I talk to our sons, who feel that you can abuse. The boy died a violent death. You are not called for destruction. You are raised to be the head and not the tail. Your job is to value your sisters. For if you have a sister, you will not do that to another. So I preach to the men. Find satisfaction in your home. Lest the curse of God comes upon your family. Sometimes economic growth is not a sign that one is not under a curse. Oh, but we are doing well. It is when you now see children and grandchildren suffer it that you now think, who did I offend? No, you've already offended for the wrath of God. Judges. 
So I want to beg you this morning. It started with David. David never got away with it. Four children were lost. The one, the pregnancy, that, the child that died, Amnon, Tamar, and Absalom. He lost four children. So as it were, forcing another man's wife to sleep with him. Some of our men, you don't understand that what you do is what we call economic rape. Because you are endowed economically, you go to a country of less privilege. And then you pick up somebody who will not normally look at you. Even for the money you are switching in front of them. And because you are able to get away with it, you come back and stand up like, like, like Samson. And you come back because you feel your strength is still intact. There's a day where you're... We need to be careful. It is not just sex. It is spiritual. And it has physical and emotional consequences. Part of emancipation is to know what chain has been chaining us and to break it. One of the reasons why I tell anybody I have never cheated on my wife. She's a beautiful man, but it's not because of that. I do not want to be chained. And it's not just for me. I have three children and I'm expecting great-grandchildren. And I do not want to become the cause of their curse. Are you listening to me? So there are things I avoid. Men will say, ah, but pastor, when the women, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? How women are not satisfying my need. Turn to Jesus. Go to the gym, swim. Because throughout your 50, 60 years of marrying them, you have not always been available. You have not always satisfied. Am I talking to somebody? People will now say to us, ah, but pastor, we don't want to hear that today. We are, we are removing you from men's ministry. Let's talk to ourselves. We can't lie to ourselves. Sometimes you focus too much on sex. It's very, very important. It is very, to men, it's like eating food. But listen to me. Do not be like the one that your belly is your God. You are better than that. You are more than that. How do you, how, how come that the race that seem to be doing well are the ones that just settle, even as billionaires with one wife? Give us a bit of change. Pastors, not forget, you know, mere men, and I'm not being rude, pastors are mere men, but sometimes as, as blacks, we think pastors are demigods. Even the demigods, give them a bit of change. The ministry, they now have five services. You now see the man. The wife is no longer satisfying him. Start raping women, sleeping. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. And after I finish, he says, the grace of God. I'm telling you, generational issues we need to break. It is not just sex. It is more than just sex. There are consequences. So guess what? If you are single and you really, 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 really must have sex. First Corinthians chapter 7 says, for the sake of burning, find a wife. If a man can sleep with you, he can marry you. If you are not good enough to marry, like Tamar, but you are good enough to sleep with, you would only diminish yourself. And some of you say, but we have to test, even Christian, can I go there? We have to test drive. 
What if that person is not good enough? So you are the tester. You know what we do? <laughs> How many of you buy perfume that the label tester? Pastor, do you ever buy perfume? After you use it, you put it on, you look for the real one. Is it not true? So you are tester, tester. They never buy you, they just test you. One, two, three, four. You better say, I'm no longer a tester. I reject it in the name of. May God repackage you and put you on the shelf as the real one. I'm not a tester. We're testing you, testing you. Henceforth, deny yourself being a tester. And say, Lord, no more. No more. I'm no longer, if your fear is that nobody will marry me, it's a fear. Recognize and say, I'm no longer a slave to that fear. I am a child of God. A man will marry me, not test me. And guess what? The man who are, or the woman who has been testing, 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 he does not tell them the best person. You know, if all you know is this perfume and you use it, you're okay. But when you've tested 15 perfumes, it confuses you. So when you now get one, you now start to think, is it one or two or four? After the one you've purchased, you start wondering. After you've gone, mm, did I take the right one? <laughs> So if a man tells you, I've tested, just run away. Hallelujah. It is not just sex. It is very spiritual. And we must not diminish what God has valued. One of the issues about being bound is you don't know your value. I know who I am. Hallelujah. I know who I, This body is not meant for any woman, only my wife. I know who I am. And you, please, carry yourself with dignity. We are no longer slaves. Only slaves can be used by slave masters and dumped. They never marry them. They use them and keep them as shadow families. You are a child of God. The chain of ignorance is broken. Arise and say, my lineage will be stable. I will have children and grandchildren that I will see them in their husband's house. Not devalued, not misused, but raised to be children of God in the name of Jesus. Come on, hold the hands of somebody as we pray. Because you are not, not all of you are around, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. This emancipation is from sexual history. We're going to say, Lord, everything that has diminished the value of a brother or a sister in this house, that the Lord break the chains in the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to pray. Whether it be emotional chains, Whatever it may be, whether it may be physical scars, that the Lord begin to deliver them. Deliver their minds, deliver their hearts in the name of Jesus. That as our children go off and leave us, just like Joseph, they will say, I will not sin against God. Even when parents are not there, they will say, my value is so high that I will not sin against God. No matter what I may face, no matter the consequences of the isolation, I refuse to devalue myself. In the, pray for your children. Begin to pray for them. That their judgment will be sound. They will not mess up. They will not misbehave. They will stay strong. And they will do the will of God. Father Lord, I thank you. I give you all the glory. Let your will be done and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Declare after me, I am no longer a slave. I am no longer bound by fear. I am free. My lineage is free. Our value is high. We were bought with a high price. The blood of Jesus. Therefore, everyone in my home would honor God 
in their body. It will honor God in their body. In the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah.